Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. A lot to get to. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I hope you have your Christmas shopping done. If you do, that would make one of us because I have a lot to get to. It'll be a quick one today so I can like go to Target or Kohl's or somewhere else and, and get something. Man, I, I don't know. I'm bad at Christmas shopping. Like, I'm not, like, as far as my girlfriend goes, that's easy. Mom, easy. What the hell do you buy your dad? My dad doesn't like sports, so it's not like I can get him, like, a, any sports memorabilia or anything like that. You'd think that that would be easy. Not, not in my case. I'm struggling with that. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet them to me, at James Rapine. Please listen, like, share this podcast. Audioboom.com. You can subscribe on iTunes as well. Almost nearing. I see it going up right now. 25,000 listens. And we started this. We started this after the Denver Broncos game. So it's still pretty fresh. Locked on Bengals. We want to get the word out. You're definitely a big part of it. As far as a rundown goes on what we're going to do long term. Well, we're going to have a great draft coverage. We're going to have probably the greatest exclusive Bengals draft coverage that any podcast has out there. And it'll be breaking down guys, getting experts on, scouts on, guys like Joe Goodberry on who watch the film day in, day out, and study these prospects more than, well, most people. So th- that's the plan. But there's still some season left. And there's a game. And yesterday I do a, I did a complete rundown and in, in preview of the game with the Locked On Texans podcast. So if you missed that, go back and check that out. But there's some interesting things to talk about when it comes to these Bengals. By the way, Tyler Boyd, you're going to hear from him in about 16, well, less than that. We'll do it about eight minutes or so. You'll hear from Tyler Boyd. But first, I'm going to tell you about my friends at SeatGeek because it's week 16 of the fantasy or of the football season. Fantasy football as well. I hope you're in the championship. But it's week 16 of the football season. And the Bengals have one more home game, but let's say, I don't know, you're going to be in Houston or you're one of our our listeners in Texas, which we have those, and you're going to try to get tickets for the Texans-Bengals game. Best way to do it, SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way to buy tickets to concerts, NBA games, NFL games, any sporting events. I can be anywhere, and just with a tap, 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 I find seats, boom. For any game you want. You get the best deal because they price compare among a bunch of different ticket sites. And they give you the most bang for your buck. Because they give every seat a grade based on value. So you can find out which seats are underpriced, which ones are overpriced. And find the best ones for your budget. Plus, every seat is 100% guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, you're going to get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you got to do to get that rebate, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LO Bengals. So, locked on Bengals, LO Bengals, and 
SeatGeek's going to send you 20 bucks after you've made your first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBENGALS. That's L-O-B-E-N-G-A-L-S. Do that today. So I was thinking today, and it's it's interesting because a lot of people say that I, I, I'm too critical of Andy Dalton and I'm mean to the Bengals quarterback. And oh my goodness, James, you are just so rough on the Bengals quarterback. I don't think so. And I don't think so for a variety of reasons because, one, there are some weeks where I'm praising him and saying how great he is, like after week one when he just did whatever he could to get the Bengals over the hump against the Jets. And then there are times where I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Like the London game where, honestly, everyone's going to blame Nugent, but Andy Dalton, and I came on here that very day, Andy Dalton was brutal against the Redskins. And you can give me stats all you want, but A.J. Green should have had three touchdowns, 300 yards, uh, a bunch of receptions that just Dalton missed deep balls. He missed slants. He missed an out route. And then he fumbled the, the ball at the end on the 50-yard line when the Bengals were driving to give Mike Nugent another chance to maybe change the, the course of the entire season. Let's be honest. So Andy Dalton isn't taking any blame. Like, it, among the Bengals fans, the callers I get, my blog on ESPN 1530, WLW, all the tweets I'm getting, and it's interesting, my colleague, co-worker, whatever you want to call him, friend, Lance McAllister, ESPN 153700WLW, said that this was the tweet of the year, and he nominated this as the tweet of the year. And I think it's interesting. It's from Adam Kemper, and Adam says, anyone who watched the Bengals play this year and thinks Dalton is the problem clearly knows nothing about football. I would respond with anyone who's watched the Bengals play this year and thinks Andy Dalton hasn't been part of the problem and part of the reason they're 5-8-1 and one and underachieving, clearly knows nothing about football. Andy Dalton has been inconsistent this year. And yes, I know what you're saying to yourself right now. Well, his offensive line, they're bums. And he has a new offensive coordinator. And Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu have left. Yes, I told, the majority of you are probably saying that. And all of that is true. You're right. And I thought that he was going to take a step back earlier this year. At the beginning of the year, I said that before the season started. Guys, brace yourself. We're not going to get MVP caliber Andy Dalton. Too much has changed. But it's week 16. Last week, the Bengals were up 20 to 6 or 20 to 9 at halftime, had a 20 to 6 lead at one point. Andy Dalton, in his offense, had 38 total yards. Andy Dalton, the sixth year quarterback, couldn't find anyone in the second half. Andy Dalton has done that multiple times. The Buffalo game. He did it in the Buffalo game. And you're going to bring up Nugent again. And it's unbelievable that a kicker takes more criticism only in Cincinnati. Only in Cincinnati. Because Mike Nugent, let's say he makes those two extra points against Buffalo, and it's 16-14. to So it's 16-14. to Bengals get the ball with... I don't know, what whatever time was left, three minutes or two minutes, and they got to go just to get in the field goal range. You know what the Bills don't do? The Bills don't go into prevent defense. The Bills don't allow any dump-offs to Giovanni Bernard for 8, 10, 12 yards, which is what they did because the Bengals needed a touchdown. So the whole philosophy changes. They couldn't cross the 50 in two games. Yes, no A.J. Green. Yes, he's missed Eifert at, part of, at times this year. But at some point, Andy shares some of that blame. At some point... Andy has to make a play. At some point, he can't just roll out and throw it away. And I think that we've come to that point that, well, we can blame Andy for part of it. 
We can blame Andy for, think about this, the Bengals' losses, the most points they've scored all season, and their losses is 20. 20. Now I'm going to go back and look again, but because I, I, I'm just doing this off the cuff. 20 points. And I say off the cuff, I, I've looked at their schedule a bunch. I'm going to pull it up to confirm that right now. But think about that. Yeah, I mean, he, here are their losses. They've scored 16 points, 17 points, 14 points, 17 points. Then they tied at 27. Then they lost when they scored 20 points, 12 points, 14 points. And then they lost again on Sunday against the Steelers when they scored 20 points. The, the teams they've beaten, listen to these teams that they've beat this year. The Browns twice, Philadelphia, Miami when Miami was awful, and the Jets. <laughs> what? What? And it's because of the offense. I, I, you can hear. I know they need help, maybe at pass rusher. Yes, they do. They, they might need an extra linebacker in the draft. But man, that offense is brutal. And I've been critical of that offensive coordinator down there, Ken Zampezi. I've been critical. Heck, I did it when you guys were all calling for Marvin's head. I said, eh, it's not just Marvin. Ken Zampezi. He's he's bad. Ken Zampezi. That's the guy I'm putting the blame on for a lot of this. But Andy Dalton's a six-year quarterback. Andy Dalton's been in the league for six seasons. Andy Dalton takes some of this blame. They didn't score until the fourth quarter against Dallas. By the way, that was the last time they scored in the fourth quarter on this continent. That was October 9th. The last time they scored in the fourth quarter at all, week eight when they tied with the Redskins. Week eight. So, literally, you're talking, you're making excuses for Andy Dalton. Giants, Bills, Ravens, Eagles, Browns, Steelers. They haven't scored in the fourth quarter. Giants, Bills, Ravens, Eagles, Browns, Steelers. They couldn't score in the fourth quarter against those teams. Score a touchdown. Touchdown. Sorry. My bad. And by the way, if they score a touchdown against the Bills in the second half or a touchdown against the Steelers in the second half. We're not having this conversation because they have seven wins. They're seven, six, and one, and they're still outside looking in on the playoffs, but got a better shot, still alive, mathematically. Just saying, some food for thought there on your boy Andy Dalton. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you download the SeatGeek app. Use LO Bengals. Get a $20 rebate there. One other thing I, I want to talk about. We'll get to Tyler Boyd in 60 seconds or so. And it has to do with Ken Zampezi. Tyler Eifert didn't practice today, and A.J. Green did. And Green will be back. He's going to play this Saturday. So, naturally, that could eat into Tyler Boyd's targets. Can, can Tyler get a ball? I mean, can Tyler Boyd get more than, than three targets? Because he's not getting doubled. He's their best weapon outside of A.J. Green that's at, at the wide receiver position. Throw in the ball. Use him in reverses. Hand the ball off to him if you need to. Get him the ball. I, I don't know what's so tough about it. I know he's a rookie. He should be getting eight touches a game or eight targets. At least eight targets, right? Am I crazy? You can tweet me at James Erpine. So yesterday I was in the Bengals locker room, talked with Tyler Boyd. Didn't talk to him about, you know, getting the ball, not getting the ball, but talked to him about a bunch of stuff, the season, his thoughts on it, where they go from here, offensive adjustments, what he got for Christmas for his family if he's finished with his Christmas shopping. Here's my one-on-one interview with Tyler Boyd. Tyler, I mean, you've come on as of late. How do you feel 
now, how does your body feel? This is your first NFL season, two weeks to go, but uh, still performing at a pretty high level. Uh, I feel great. You know, um, just every week, you know, I felt like I improved and, and stepped my game up, either if it was one step or three steps. You know, I just, just, just believe in everybody around me. You know, the guys around me makes me comfortable, makes me fit in, you know, makes me go out there and, and play free and go out there and just compete. So with my health and body and everything, feel 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 great. You know, I don't really got no too many nicks and bruises. You know, just going out there and do your assignment and everything will play out from there. When you come off a game like you guys had on Sunday where definitely intense, emotional, a very physical game, but the offense in the second half struggles some, what do you have to do this week, or what have you guys done to, to regroup and get ready for Saturday night against the Texans? Just uh, stay on point. You know, this, this defense is the best defense in the league, so we definitely got to keep control of the football. You know, we, we can't give up too many four and outs or, I mean, three and outs and things like that. You know, we got we to gotta keep the defense out the field as long as, long as possible, give them time. You know, to, to keep giving us takeaways and, and putting us back on the field, you know. So if we do a good, great job of controlling the clock and controlling the ball, I feel like we'll be fine. What do the Texans' corners do well? You mentioned uh, how good their defense is, and obviously they have a great pass rush. But what have you seen from their corners? Um, well, they're, uh, I think Joseph is hurt right now. Not sure if he's going to play or not, you know. And um, they're, 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 they're a solid unit, but I don't think that's their strongest unit over there. You know, I think they, they, they play a lot of cover four and man because they rely so much on a rush for the linebackers in the in the up front. You know, so it give them a lot lot more time to, to try to uh, get us off our route to, 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 to get the rush in there, you know. So all we gotta do is do, just do a good job of being our one on one matches because that's that's what they, what they gonna be giving us, you know, so we just gotta go out there and win them. On Sunday it, it officially that loss uh, officially eliminated you guys from the playoffs. Do you, have you noticed a, a mindset change at all? Be, because now the, these final two games, it's not like you're potentially building for a postseason run, or is it same old, let's let's go get a win this Saturday? At the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, everybody felt some type of way after the game. You know, but coming on to this week, we had to get over it. It's still NFL football. You know, it's, sometimes it's never going to go your way or the way you think it's going to go. Like last year, they were the top guns this year were not you know so we just got to continue to be professionals and win out you know and, and, and beat whoever else we got to face so everybody's mentality isn't low-minded or head down things like that you know everybody just knows their job and they're going to continue to go out there and do it regardless of our outcome in your career football career high school college have you ever had a, a season like this where you expected higher higher things and, and, and come up a bit short whether it was making a bowl or, or anything like that Definitely, you know, in college, um, Pitt, we always was uh, average, average team, you know, and then the teams that we had was, was strong enough to compete with anybody. Just like you see this year, we beat the ACC championship and the, the Big Ten championship, you know. So just, just that type of a thing makes you look at Pitt like all the losses shouldn't have been lost. They should have beat them. We should have beat them. Expectations was high, you know. It's just, it's just like doesn't play out how you think it will you know so I definitely had a little bit of a little bit of a feel of, of how this feeling is a lot of people talk about that about th- this feeling and the rookies have never lost before or, or, or felt that but it seems like you've kept a, a pretty level head right um I just I just believe I do a great job of just, just standing in my lane you know not try to overwhelm myself with 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 any 
outcomes or circumstances that, that I go through during this, this road. You know, I just want to be a player that they can rely on and a guy that never quit regardless, like I mentioned, regardless when or lose, I'm always be here. I'm, I'm going to go hard, go 100%, and I'm a reliable guy. As far as Christmas goes, you're going to be playing on, on, on Christmas Eve. First things first, have you bought all of your gifts? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got everything squared away. I'm still shopping a little bit. Need a couple more gifts uh, for my mom, whether or not everything's solid. But on this, this, this is my first time playing on Christmas Eve. You know, but it's also my first time I'll be able to, to spend Christmas with my family. Yeah. You know, because college, my, my seasons, we always play right, like right in between, or right after Christmas or a couple of days after. So the whole week we'll be down wherever we're going to play at. You know, so that's, that's real, real. I'm very appreciative of that and, and anxious to, to, to play this game and have everybody watching because it's going to be only two games on and everybody's going to be with their family. So everybody's going to be watching us play and then. I just get to spend Christmas right after with my family, so that's, that's, that's a plus. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Good luck, okay? Appreciate you. That's Tyler Boyd. Good stuff from him, as always. He, I, I, I think he's a really good player, and I was excited when they drafted him because I thought he could contribute this year. And the, the one thing I'm bummed about is Ken Zampezi isn't using him to, to his, his mo- like. And I know you don't want to unleash a rookie all the way, but I, I see it across the league, and he was so versatile at Pittsburgh. He was taking handoffs, and they were using reverses, and they were throwing it deep, and they, heck, they had him throw passes. And he did that at training camp. We saw some of it at training camp during the practices when I was down there. And I want to see more of it, and maybe we'll see it on Saturday. Maybe we'll see it next week against Baltimore. But I would love to see them kind of unleash him here these next two weeks because I think he's a really good player. Tomorrow, on tomorrow's Locked on Bengals podcast, you'll get my prediction, of course, for the game. Maybe I feel different than I did yesterday and uh, since A.J. Green is playing. Plus, I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I talked with Bengals rookies on Wednesday about a rookie from the Texans, K.J. Dillon. He spent, and I'm not sure if you guys saw this report, but he spent $16,000 on a meal because he's a rookie, fifth-round pick for the veterans, Sixteen grand. All he bought was a salad. It was like $13 salad. So... I'm in a, I, I asked rookies, I asked Tyler Boyd, Nick Vigil, Jeff Driscoll, if they would do that, if they've done that, and how much they've spent. Their answers were pretty interesting. So that'll be on tomorrow. We'll definitely discuss this game because it's, it's still an interesting game because the Bengals, what they can do is they can all but eliminate the Texans from a wild card and potentially, depending on what happens earlier in the day with the Titans, eliminate them completely from the playoffs so gonna be playing a team that's hungry a team that's fired up and a team that has a lot to play for follow me on twitter at james Rapine. a lot to get to as always if you missed yesterday's preview with locked on texans check that out i also talked about the future of marvin lewis earlier this week so go back and listen if you missed any of our episodes we're getting close to that twenty-five thousand listener mark all thanks to you please like share subscribe and listen, iTunes, audioboom.com. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine.